the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit YourDiscipleshipCoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. And I'm your host, Michael Smith. I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Hey, this is part two of a two-episode series. So if you've missed part one, it aired last week. You can listen to that, but you won't miss out if you're just joining us right now. We're talking about a great topic, discipleship and coaching. So this is Discipleship and Coaching Part 2. Just with a quick stroke of um, uh, review to jog your memory, remember, I am a disciple maker. My life mission is to develop passionate followers of Jesus. But not only am I a disciple maker, I am a coach. And what I do as a coach is I help people discover. I partner with people to become aware. The goal of coaching is to help somebody learn and then implement action plans and put them into uh, their their routine and, and practice. So today, I want to remind us that discipleship and, and coaching are two different things. So that's what we're talking about today, discipleship and coaching. So this is really episode number two. And as we begin to, to contrast discipleship and coaching, I want to remind us that there are several leadership uh, approaches that, that are taken in life. And, and we most of the time, don't operate at only one of these. They they sort of relate to one another and blend into one another. For example, one of the approaches is mentoring. Another one is, is, is coaching. Another one is, is, is consulting. What's interesting is a consultant will use mentoring and coaching in their endeavors. So it's hard to do only one approach, but there are several other approaches like directing or counseling or like pastors would use this one, shepherding, or, or pastoring, if you will. You know, another approach to develop people would be friendship, or certainly one in the church that we use is called discipleship. And what I want to focus on today as your discipleship coach is, is distinguishing the difference between discipleship and coaching, or what is discipleship coaching? How do they even work together? And I'll give you this statement. And if you remember one thing about today's episode, remember this. If coaching stops working, I will stop coaching, but I will always make disciples. 
So that's something to keep into our context. So what I want us to do today as we talk about discipleship and coaching is to contrast these two approaches, coaching and discipleship. So on one side, if you were to have two columns, you were to put coaching on one column and then discipleship on the other. As you fill in the column of coaching, coaching can be secular or it can be spiritual. People offer coaching in the business world. They do this in education. They offer coaching in hospitals, different companies, entrepreneurs use coaches and in a secular vein. It doesn't mean it's sinful, but, but they, in, the, in a non-sacred space. But coaching can also be spiritual. And there are coaching that, that is offered. There's coaching that's offered to churches and Christian organizations and, and, and individual Christian coaching and discipleship coaching. But when I look at just discipleship, discipleship is offered from a spiritual context. It's helping followers of Jesus either become or grow in their followership of him. So when I talk about coaching, we might understand that coaching is centered around a client. So it's client focused. And what's interesting about discipleship is discipleship is Jesus focused. So what's intriguing about a discipleship coach is is keeping in alignment. Is this a focus on the client or a focus on Jesus? And we'll talk about that. Coaching exposes personal or professional gaps between what you want and where you are. Discipleship exposes spiritual gaps, uh, maybe from where you wa- what you want or where you are. In other words, you might take assessments in the in the coaching space and learn best practices and do a 360 assessment. And you could do this spiritually. You could take assessments and do all of these things. But one of the things about the, the gap in discipleship coaching is learning biblical truth and then realizing we can't as human beings align perfectly with biblical truth. So we want to close that gap and that is discipleship. So I'll keep going through this contrast here for a minute. Coaching is about discovery it's about awareness, and it's from the lens of myself. When I talk about discipleship, it also is about discovery and awareness. But it, it, it views discovery and awareness through the lens of Christ in our response to it. We, we don't just rely on what we know. We rely on the Bible or the Holy Spirit. When I think about coaching, let's continue the contrast. Think of the two columns, coaching on one side, discipleship on the other. Coaching is action-oriented while discipleship is worship-oriented. On one hand, our coaching is, is, could be non-directed. It's just a pure coaching conversation. Or you could use a framework. Or you could have a directed coach approach. Discipleship always includes some type of direction. It might be open, but there's a direction about applying God's word. Coaching is a reliance on the person who's being coached with support and collaboration of a coach. So we rely on the access to information that the coach E has, where discipleship is a reliance on the one true God. So we rely on God and the disciple maker and the disciple. So as we contrast coaching and discipleship, we see that in a way that makes sense that they're different. So the question becomes, what is discipleship? coaching or what is a coach approach to discipleship how can we focus on a client and be action oriented 
and yet at the same time be driven by worship and Jesus-centered and, and, and relying on God and the disciple and the disciple maker? How does all of that sort of work together? So today uh, we are talking about discipleship and coaching. Last week you heard uh, part one of this two-week episode, and we're, we'll go to break in just a few minutes and kind of talk a little more about some stories that that show the practice of discipleship coaching. But I want us to understand that coaching is one discipline and discipleship is another. So when we talk about discipleship coaching, we are merging together two different approaches that help people. These are helping professions or helping leadership styles, coaching and disciple making or discipleship. So when I think about what is a coach approach to discipleship, I have sort of a working definition that I've been working on for a few years now. And here's what I have. I'll I'll read it to you and then I'll, I'll break it down. A coach approach to discipleship is a Christ-centered discovery process where a disciple-maker coach partners with a disciple to, to close discovered spiritual gaps. As a result, the disciple learns truth and practices God-honoring attitudes and behaviors. Now, if you can remember that from that statement, I'm going to give you three gold stars on my gold star chart. But I'll break this down for you just for a minute before we go to break. A coach approach to discipleship first is Christ-centered. It always centers on Christ, pleasing Christ, knowing Christ, rehearsing the attitudes of Christ. Discipleship coaching is also a discovery process, a discovery of biblical truth a discovery of God's ways. It's a discovery of God's will. A discipleship, a coach approach to discipleship is also a relational partnership between a disciple and a disciple maker. So a disciple will be one who grows and, 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 and rehearses these practices where a disciple maker is this supportive, coactive, collaborative partner to help a disciple know who God is and practice spirituality. A coach approach to discipleship is about closing spiritual gaps. And a coach approach to discipleship is about practicing God-honoring attitudes and behaviors. See, discipleship is not accomplished through the reliance on, on people. It's accomplished through the reliance on who God is. See, discipleship is not found on the skill of a disciple-maker. Discipleship is not found in the achievements of a disciple, but discipleship is true reliance on the one true God. If we can remember from last week, we know that discipleship is about the fact that God shapes our life. He shapes us. He forms us. He makes us. But that starts a cycle. Discipleship is also about a disciple's response to God's activity. So God shapes us, and then we respond to what he's doing in our life. And, and that response causes God to continue to shape us. And as we follow him, we continue to respond to God's activity in our life. And a disciple maker comes along and collaborates with a disciple in that process. So discipleship coaching is the disciple maker coaching 
the disciple forward. Hey, we're about to go to break, and we're going to talk about some stories here in the second half of this episode. But I hope you're enjoying this two-episode series about coaching and discipleship. Hey, thanks for listening right now. Hold tight as we go to the second half of the show. You're listening now to Your Discipleship Coach on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Well, thank you for staying tuned to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Listen, this is part two of today's episode, and this is is the second episode in a two-episode series about discipleship and coaching. So we've learned a lot in this two-episode series about discipleship and the front end of this show, we contrasted discipleship and coaching. So I hope you get ready for a story here as we follow Jesus' model of discipleship coaching. Now, I know, like you know, the word coach or professional coach did not exist when Jesus was living out his life on this earth. But coaching models several principles from what Jesus practiced. So from that frame, I want us to look at what we call a coach approach that Jesus modeled for us. So there's a story in the Gospels, and I um, want you to hear the story about uh, a man who was paralyzed that, that Jesus healed. So in this story, this is from Luke, uh, it's, there's a story where Jesus had, had been teaching, and actually he was at, at this one particular house, and I don't know what the house looked like, but but uh, he was. People were probably, as you study the culture, crammed into some small spaces. And Jesus was talking, and maybe more than one little room. People was trying to, to clamor in, and and the picture was. It's likely that people were spilling from from the house outside of the house and trying to hear. And the crowds were had gathered, and Jesus was inside this house. So if you came late, like you're not going to get in, right? So you're you're going to be standing outside. Well, there's this guy who was paralyzed and his friend said, you know, Jesus is there and, and he could do, he can heal. Like, like we, we need to figure something out. Like, let's, let's take our friend and see if, if, if we can see a miracle. Let, let's do that. Well, they get to the house and, and they couldn't get in. And so they, they climbed to the top of the, the house and they had to peel back the kind of roof that it was or somehow create an entry point. And this is a crazy endeavor. I mean, they, they had to have been heard. I mean, Jesus was teaching, and inside the house were all of these Pharisees and teachers. And and suddenly, this this hole is opened up, and there's noise. And I, you know, I, people had to be looking, and and they lowered this man down, and this paralyzed man down right in front of Jesus, and Jesus stops his teaching. And so the whole room is disrupted, and somehow through this. This experience, Jesus looks at this paralyzed man and he uses these words, your sins are forgiven. Now, remember, we're talking about discipleship and coaching, and I want us to think about all the people in the room. I wonder how the paralyzed man felt when he had been brought by his friends so he could somehow miraculously walk. And Jesus speaks to his sin. 
I wonder what the friends of the paralyzed man felt like who had brought whatever tools they needed to bring to break through a a roof of a building and to get the man down there. I wonder what they felt like. And the truth is, I wonder what all the Pharisees and the teachers that were in the room felt like. Well, we know we get a little clue about what they felt like because they screamed, this is blasphemy. Like, what are you doing? Only God can forgive sins. And they were looking at Jesus, who in their minds was, was a prophet and a teacher. And he, they're, they're, they're calling him a blasphemer. And Jesus looks at them and asks such a powerful question. And he says this, why do you question in your hearts? I like to say, Jesus said, what's your problem? Well, Jesus was challenging their motives. And he says, which is easier to say your sins are forgiven you or to say rise and walk. And Jesus is demonstrating in that statement. Is it easier to forgive sin or do a miracle? He's, he's demonstrating his lordship. See, he was forgiving and healing. Jesus didn't do one or the other. He did both. He forgave the sin of the paralyzed man, but he also healed the paralyzed man. And Jesus uses these powerful words to the man. He speaks to him and he says, rise and walk. And here's what we learn in the story that the man who had been paralyzed that couldn't get around, who was dropped through a, uh, the, the roof of a building, laying right there, causing controversy, responded to God's words, Jesus' words, rise and walk. And the, he leapt to his feet and he glorified God. Now, here's what's amazing. It says in the Bible that amazement seized everyone that was in the room. And they all, here's what they did, glorified God. They were all filled with awe and said, We have seen extraordinary things today. See, the reason for the healing was that God would be glorified. They all, not only did the man glorify God, but everyone glorified God. And shouts of blasphemy turned into shouts of praise. See, Jesus is God. He heals sin and he forgives, but everything he does is about glorifying the Father. So I want to think from a coaching perspective, what unlocked the learning that we were just talking about? There are four thing, or three things I want to talk about that unlock the learning. Number one, Jesus was present in the room. See, when we coach, we have to be present with the people we're coaching and that we're coaching in a discipleship vein. We have to be undistracted, present with our disciple. Discipleship coaching is when a disciple maker is fully present with the goal of partnering with a disciple to discover spiritual truth and to close spiritual gaps. So we have to be present like Jesus was present in the room. The second thing is Jesus used questions to inform learning. Now, in the coaching profession, coaches use powerful questions, and and their questions promote uh, discovery. Their questions move a client from where they are to where they want to be. They move a client forward. Discipleship coaches also use questions, but they use questions to prompt learning. See, Jesus said with a question, which is easier, your sins are forgiven or to say rise and walk. See, a discipleship coach will ask questions and and your questions may not seek a specific answer. In fact, it's better when they don't. A discipleship coach may not even know the answer to the question that they are asking you because this is between you and God. A discipleship coach might ask a question that could be answered in a number of ways. The best question that a discipleship coach asks is the question that the disciple needs to explore. See, the Pharisees and the teachers, 
were challenging Jesus because he claimed to be God. And Jesus asked the powerful question to challenge them back. And this is a technique modeled by discipleship coaches. And I must say that being trained as a coach will help you be a discipleship coach and know how to ask the right questions, which professional coach university could help you with. But there were three things that I was talking about that, that we want to talk about when we think about discipleship coaching. One, Jesus was present in the room. Two, Jesus used questions to inform learning. And number three, Jesus spoke to the gap. See, people did not recognize Jesus as God the Son. But Jesus revealed himself as God when he healed and forgave sins. And in the litmus test was that God was glorified and he was glorified through Jesus. God was glorified by the healed, formerly paralyzed man. And he was glorified, God was glorified by everyone that was there that saw the presence of Jesus. So back to the big, big, big question. Who do people say that I am? Some people might say that Jesus is a prophet. Some might say that, that there's a focus on, on what he did rather than who he was. But Jesus asks you, like he asks his disciples, who do you say that I am? Do you remember when Peter said, you're the Christ? You're the son of the living God. Jesus blessed Peter for that answer. So God revealed this truth to Peter and Jesus blessed him. Jesus is the Christ. He is what this is all about. And as a follower, Peter was the rock that Jesus built the church on. The church is built on the foundation of Jesus Christ and through the humble recognition that Jesus is God. So coaches move toward accountable action in response to new awareness. How do we apply discipleship? We discover truth. We close the gap between our humanity and that truth. And we take action. And this is discipleship coaching. It's about presence. It's about closing gaps. And it's about questions. Questions that inform evaluation. Questions that inform thought. Questions that inform growth. Questions that inform development and alignment. There are several kinds of coaching, but this is what coaching does. So as you listen to the end of this two-part episode, you might be posed with this question, am I ready to receive coaching? Do I want the help of someone to help me discover biblical truth and close the gaps spiritually in my life? Listen, you could take our free coaching readiness questionnaire at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. We would love to look or work with you. In the meantime, you could follow this show and our podcast. I want to thank you for listening to this two-part episode of Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. This show has been brought to you by our sponsors, Heritage Counseling Center at heritagecounseling.com, Chicago Indian Church at chicagoindianchurch.com, and by Professional Coach University. Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University. You can become a certified coach or just invest in yourself through personal development opportunities. Visit professionalcoachuniversity.com. Discipleship and coaching. Hey, I want you to know that I am for you and God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? Thank you for listening to your discipleship coach. You've been listening on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life.
Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.